Hello and welcome to this edition of the Platz Metals Meltdown podcast series on the 13th of February 2019. I'm Marcel Goldenberg and I look after metals pricing globally. In today's episode of the Metals Meltdown, we will examine and analyse the Mexican rebar market. And for this, I'm delighted to be joined by our managing editor for Latin America, Adriana Carvalho, who has been covering the metals market for over nine years. To set the scene for our listeners, let me provide a little bit of background about the Mexican rebar market. 2018 was a turbulent year for metals markets globally, but along with the Russian and Turkish metals market, the Mexican steel industry has been impacted significantly over the past 14 months. This was due to several reasons, for example, due to international factors such as President Trump's tariffs and the NAFTA renegotiations, but also due to national factors such as a low public investment in civil construction and infrastructure projects, which all led to strong volatilities in the domestic steel markets with prices and rising costs. To top it all up, for the first time in almost two decades, Mexico elected a president that has a less business-minded agenda than its predecessors in Andreas Manuel López Obrador, which led to people in Mexico asking if this may have a further effect on the steel industry. In terms of Mexican rebar prices, this has meant we have seen a sharp drop from last year's highs in the weekly Platz Mexican Rebar Domestic Assessment, as well as our monthly Platz Mexican Rebar Domestic Index, which is showing a similar pattern to the weekly. Now, Adriana, let us tackle all of these issues step by step, and maybe we start with the trade tensions between the US and Mexico first. Could you tell us a little bit more about these trade tensions and the tariffs and the scenario behind this and how it has really impacted the Mexican steel market over recent weeks and months? Absolutely. Well, the key thing around this question is understanding how the Mexican industry is dependent uh, of the U.S. industry and vice versa. Talking about steel, 74% of the Mexican steel exports go to the U.S., while 39% of U.S. steel exports go to Mexico. So considering that Mexico exports annually about 3.7 million metric tons to the U.S., this volume represents more than 20% of its annual production. It's quite relevant. So tensions between the U.S. and Mexico rose early in June when the U.S. imposed the 25% tariff on Mexican steel and 10% tariff on Mexican aluminum. It was a big surprise to Mexico because there was a great belief it could be exempted considering the, the strong trade relationship between the nations. So five days later, Mexico responded with its own 15-25% tariffs on U.S. steel, including flat steel, tubes, along with tariffs on U.S. agricultural products. All these trade frictions, of course, aggravated the renegotiation of the NAFTA agreement, but also spurred uncertainty around the country, investment field, and most important, it impacted directly the foreign exchange rate, depreciating the Mexican peso, thus inflating raw material costs. And at that time, wild fluctuations in the peso proved to be more important than market fundamentals. Mule selling offers jumped domestically for the external markets. At the same time, local demand had stalled. So after June, Mexican steel exports to the U.S. dropped about 30% and steel makers were forced to reduce production pace and such as low domestic market. Thank you very much for that, Adriana. Very interesting indeed. Now, let's look a little bit more about the current state of the Mexican rebar market. What has been happening? Can you just enlighten our listeners a little bit more on that as well, please? Yeah, 
the domestic rebar market is currently in a standstill. So domestic demand is tepid, mostly related to the lack of public investment infrastructure that you mentioned before. And it's important to mention the construction industry represents over 60% of the steel consumption in the country. And this industry was severely impacted by the lack of confidence left by the, the prior government and also with the transitional period of government that, that happened late last year. So, as you said, with all these rotations, rebar price peaked in the first half of 2018, reaching record highs, and as it was riding an inflationary wave pulled by foreign exchange, rising costs, and then price started to decline month after month, compressing new margins. There was an attempt to raise price in December last year by 9%, but this move was mostly an attempt to break the consecutive falls rather than hoping price to revert trends. Thank you for that, Adriana. That's very interesting indeed. Let's stay on this topic of politics a little bit more. Obviously, you mentioned that you know we had the switch at the end of the last year, now with a new president in charge. And what's the sentiment now after faith was lost in the previous administration there? with the new president expected to be less business-friendly than the previous um, or than his predecessors? Well, the election of Andrés Manuel López Obrador, better known by his initials AMLO, is expected to spur significant change in the country's political and economical landscape. There are mixed expectations on how he will proceed with the energy reform and what will be his tone in regards of the negotiations with the U.S., Several sources believe AMLO may pave the way for at least some progress in the NAFTA negotiations. The most important outcome of this agreement would be a non-imposition of tariffs on Mexican-made vehicles. If taxed, so if the, the outcome is different from that, it would be a cascade disaster for Mexican industry, thus for two makers. On the other hand, the most recent topic is the government just starts showing a more open approach in terms of global trade, which echoed some concern to the industry. Recently, the government decided not to renew the Mexican 50% safeguard on to import from countries with which Mexico doesn't have trade agreements with. So the safeguard measure was first imposed in October 2015, valid for six months, and was subsequently renewed since then. It was applied on imports of flat plates, other flats, and wire rods. The main concern here is it may open the doors to low-price imports, and ultimately it could lead to Mexico being used as an interim destination for goods headed to the U.S., which also may hamper, again, the negotiations of NAFTA and the possible exclusion of Mexico of the U.S. to 25% tariffs. So there are mixed expectations. The landscape is still very uncertain in this sense. Very interesting, Adriana. Now to look a little bit more about our index. Obviously, we've um, been approached by the market last year and in, in 2015 to look into the Mexican rebar market a little bit more with our obviously strong presence in the Latin American market and the faith that people have into our assessments. We were approached to speak and look into more the Mexican rebar assessments here, which we've now launched. Now, how much liquidity are we seeing there? Is this something where... We've got an active market already, and, and how are we assessing this at the moment? Yeah, we have been following the Mexican rebar market for years, and last year specifically, we were approached by market participants. They requested to increase the frequency of our existing assessments to better capture the market movements and to be closer to these negotiations. So 
So we increased the frequency of our existing assessment from monthly to weekly and then launched an index base 100 to complement the price reference. So last year, as we discussed earlier, was a period of volatility in price, and considering that construction represents over 60% of two demand, rebar negotiations represent a large parcel of this market. And this is why the market is seeking more transparency. So since its launch, the launch of the new index, after increasing frequency of our existing assessment in September, we have been proactively approached by companies willing to participate in the survey. So it's really a market movement towards more transparency in the market, and we need to take advantage of that. Thank you so much for this informative and exhaustive rundown of the Mexican rebar market, Adriana. But I'm afraid this is all we have time for today. But if our readers want to read more or hear more about our Latin American Ferris coverage or want to ask us a follow-up question on this podcast, please email us at the address provided in the podcast description or subscribe to Platt's Steel Business Briefing. Alternatively, we've got a conference coming up next month, our American Steel Markets, which is being held in Chicago. You can find more on our website, platts.com. Until next time, from your metal team at S&P Global Platts. Thank you.